right. Welcome into a new episode of Marriage Matters with Ken and Shar. So glad that you're here. Honey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Great. Did you have a good week? I had a good week. Yeah. I had a great week. Had yeah. grandbabies over this weekend and got to have some fun time with them. And That was a blast. Kenny went to a men's conference and yep. it's been fun. Got to talk to a group of men about marriage. I love to do it. Yeah, it's awesome. So busy week is a good one. Glad to be here with you guys talking marriage with you guys. And uh, again, we welcome you in. This episode, we're starting a brand new topic, probably a two-parter, maybe three. What do you think? Huh? Probably. I think probably two. Probably two. Uh, we call this guarding our inner circle. And uh, it's aimed at honestly getting you tooled up to protect your marriage in this crazy world that we're living in, a world that's growing more and more hostile, I think, to God's design for marriage every day. So we think this is a pretty big tool, right? It's huge. Yeah. It's this one we laugh at. It's got a big motor on it. It revs mm -hmm. up and gets a lot done in your marriage. It, it really, hopefully we're just putting a lens over your eyes, that a new lens, that you see your married life in a certain light, kind of like a, a, a warrior looks at the goal, right? Because right. there really is language all over in the Bible that expresses what a battle this Christian life is. So- let me just, uh, I'm going to open with a quick word of prayer. Sure. Father, we just thank you for your word. Cause it to just guide our hearts right now. And as we talk marriage, Lord, we're just reminded this is your creation. May you conform our hearts to your heart right now and, and have your way. And may the word of the Lord go forth and do great mm -hmm. things in people's marriages mm -hmm. today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yep. So let's start with this. Remember, guys, that every Christian is all of us, without exception, is born into spiritual battle. Uh, the Bible oozes with that kind of language that uh, reveals that the, the world of men is constantly embroiled in spiritual battle. It will be until Jesus returns and establishes himself on his throne. This battle is unavoidable and inescapable for every Christian, and it it's over really every arena of our life. But I think as we've discussed, marriage seems to be a big target, a high value target of the adversary. And right? I can't wait till the Lord comes back and takes oh, us. Oh man, no kidding. It'd be a great day. So the battle uh, is set forth in scripture as two kingdoms locked in combat. Now, the great thing is we know the outcome. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not that the end result is ever in question, but just that until Jesus returns, this earth is a battleground. Mm -hmm. One kingdom, the kingdom of light, the Bible calls it, is locked in battle with the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of God, where his rule is there, is locked in battle with the kingdoms of this world and the attitudes of the culture that's drifting further and further from God. And that is an endless battle, and, it, and it'll continue on until Jesus returns. Paul told Timothy, it's interesting, he told his advice to or calling and charge to young Timothy, a young pastor, was to simply fight the good fight. So you see there, Paul's mindset was that this life is a, is a fight, mm -hmm. right? It's a scrap, man. Uh, Christians are told in Ephesians 6 to put on this elaborate armor that's provided for us so that we don't just survive in this battle, but we take the day, yes, right? We have our that we have our tools or our warrior weapons to, right. to, to fight this battle. Right. So um, Ephesians, the, probably the definitive passage, I, I'd love to read this. Let me read it. It's just uh, Ephesians 6, verse 12. 
it's there's just a lot of interesting nuances in this verse. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Let's just stop there for a second. <laughs> what that means is Charlene is never my adversary. It may I may feel like it, and I may cause her to feel that way sometimes. But in the end, I'm not her adversary, and she certainly isn't mine. No. We've no. had to remind, how many times have we had to stop in the middle of tension? Many, many times <laughs> I've had to say, honey, I'm not, I'm not against you. I'm for you. Yeah. And I'm not saying these things to put you down. I'm saying this because I want your highest. I want the best of you. Right. I want for you to be the best man you can be. And someone has to tell you these things and vice versa. Right. And it's hard. It's always hard to hear when you're not sure they're on your side. Yeah. And trying to communicate to your spouse that you're on their side, that you love them, that you only want the best for them. Right. And you want the whole world to see them as they really are and how, yep. how they can be in yep. the Lord. But boy, do we get defensive oh. and we start fighting against with each other and not realizing who our, our real enemy is. And it's not each other. No. It really is not each other. That's part of the great warfare, isn't it? it? Is. That we we get tricked into yeah. looking at our spouse like our adversary. And 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 by the way, don't ever be your spouse's adversary. I, I mean, I've seen in our living room trying to help couples, I've seen them go at each other mm -hmm. and attack each other like an enemy, not one. And 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 you know what? I just want to interject here. No, go. I've I've heard some things and and seen how couples treat each other and we probably have to, I don't know in the past, but the things that you say to each other, you would never say to anyone else. You would defend your spouse if someone was talking to them oh, that yeah, way. Right. You'd fight. Right. But yet sometimes spouses go at yep. it in such a way that I want to defend the other person. Just yeah. watching it, it is so oh, heartbreaking. Tough, tough to watch. It's it's grievous to to us and to the Holy Spirit, sure. it must just grieve him to no end when the words of our mouth and our attitudes just yeah. hurt yeah. the one that we are truly yep. to be one with. Yeah. So, so we aren't each other's adversary. He goes on to say uh, that that wrestling isn't against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So there you have it. Mm -hmm. There's the real battle. Right. It's an un unseen adversary. Uh, yeah, let's let's fight against the one <laughs> the real <laughs> who is really our enemy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Satan, let's fight yeah. him together. Let's fight him. We we mentioned this in a previous episode that that first uh, John uh, in chapter 4 verse 3, he says that that's the spirit that is antichrist that works tirelessly to tear down all that Jesus is and all that Jesus is building as he advances his kingdom, that that, that spirit of Antichrist is already at work in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, Second Thessalonians says, kind of defines it as, again, that spirit that exalts itself above uh, all that is called God and all that is worthy of worship, meaning mm -hmm. everything that God is and that he is building to put on display his mm -hmm. glory and his beauty in his majesty, particularly marriage, it's under assault. And it's under assault today like maybe I've never seen it 
before. And that's why we're reiterating just these scriptures of the truth of God's word, that who your real enemy is right and where the battle is going to come. Right. And, and he is going to attack your marriage. Yep. He does not want your marriage to succeed. Right. He just doesn't. We're going to get real practical here, probably that in the next episode and talk about the very specific adversaries or enemies of your marriage, what they look like, what they are. Mm -hmm. And and dear ones, we all face the same we do. potential. We do. We enemies, have them all in right? common. Busyness, time, money issues, right? Physical issues. Um, Extended family issues, yep. friends. I, yeah. we, we've got them. All of us yeah. have these in our marriages yeah. that so potentially really wreck right. our marriage. So our, our attempt is to tool you up and equip mm -hmm. you to think of things a certain way so that you're motivated to protect what we call your inner circle. Really in this great warfare. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, I just wanted to say that this weekend we were doing a little project that in that required some tools. Yeah. And I kept saying, Kenny, why don't, because of course he's doing the project Why I'm helping to design it and he's we, doing, we built we built them her a a potting she, bench a mini she shed it's I a just, it's a potting bench yes, yeah so i love to garden and so anyway he, i'm saying maybe you could use the tool we bought last year instead of screwing these in let's just use this other tool or whatever and he goes oh i totally forgot we had that tool i forgot i even bought that tool and he kept saying the whole time he was using it he was saying I'm so glad that you reminded me we had this tool. It's making my job so much easier. Oh, I'm the guy that's banging on, hammering in something <laughs> yes. with my tape measure. You know, it's so, like, you so kidding me? It's the same thing with these tools that we're that we have experienced through the years. We're trying to just tool you up so your marriage it's easier to handle when you have these conflicts, you know where you're going, you know right. how to battle it, you know what to use to get the, the it, to be efficient. So it's just like the tools from my potting shed yep. that we used last weekend. It was awesome. Yep. At stake in this great conflict that we are a part of, all of us, uh, whether you want to be or not, mm -hmm. you're in it. And at stake is really two things, the right worship of God and the souls of men. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that really is being contested in the world between the kingdom of God and the kingdoms of this world. And, and so with that, your marriages find themselves right in the crosshairs of this. Right. So that's what, again, marriage matters is all about is equipping you with tools for mm -hmm. that fight. And those things, two, two tools that are absolutely essential are number one, living in a right relationship with God every day living in a, a humble walk with God, a surrendered walk with the Lord, and number two, having a right theology for marriage, mm -hmm. understanding how he designed it. So again, that's what we're here for, and that's what we're doing. Thirdly, by the way, is not only a, a love for God, a right walk with him, and a theology for marriage, but rolling up your sleeves and ready to do the hard work and apply the tools that the Holy Spirit gives us to build something that's really, really great. So let's get started. What we call an inner circle, you came from a, a family circle. Charlene did. I did. She had some siblings. You I had, had two sisters. So right? there's three girls right? and a mom, my mom and my dad. Right. Mm -hmm. And I came into a family with a mom and a dad, two boys and two girls. So I'm the youngest of four. And then as we grew up, Charlene and I both left that 
family circle. That's what the Bible talks about when it says, for this purpose shall a man leave father and mother, be joined to his wife. Something radically changes. We leave one inner circle of, uh, of which we've been a part our whole life, and we begin a brand new one together in a one flesh, miraculous relationship from that began the moment we said, I do, mm-hmm. and we entered into that covenant and oath of marriage. Now, for followers of Jesus, what, what being a follower of Jesus is, it's declaring that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Mm-hmm. Well, where he's Lord is where his kingdom should be expected to move. In other words, if I'm not living in a way that reflects his lordship, it's pretty hard for me to say Jesus is Lord of my life. Well, no one will know it. Right. You And you can say it, but... They'll sure doubt it. Yeah, they will. Right. So a marriage, think of, think of now a marriage mm-hmm. with me, a marriage of two people that say, yeah, Jesus is the Lord of our life, that shows no evidence of the kingdom of light, but, but in fact, there's dark stuff there then I, I don't know what to tell. I've had to tell people, look, I, don't, I know you say you were a follower, follower of Jesus, but in your home, there's no evidence that the kingdom of God is ruling here, right? But it, but it brings a question. So this new inner circle, you start maybe with no kids, or maybe you started with kids as a remarriage, a blended family. We started with no kids, had three. So the big question at a point became, how do you measure whether the kingdom is here, whether the lordship of Jesus is in our home. And the the great thing, I love the Bible so much. God's word is so good. It actually tells us, if, husbands and wives, listen to us. There's a way you can actually measure whether or not Jesus is Lord in your home. And guess what? It's not and just it's, going to church on it's, Sunday. Yep, it's not, and it's not how big your house is. Right or how fine your car is, or your clothes, or the status you've Mm -hmm. reached, Mm -hmm. or whether you're pretty or not. It is none of that. Listen to Paul in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. I love that verse. Man, I do too. If there's ever a question, you want to ask a question. This is a good one for you to go home Mm -hmm. tonight and ask your spouse. Honey, is... Is there the evidence of righteousness and joy and peace in our home, in our inner circle, just inside these walls, this one flesh relationship we're in? Is there righteous joy and peace here? Because if there is not, and if we're lacking those things, if instead there's it's joyless, it's unhappy, there's no peace, there's turmoil, then the problem is that Jesus is not Lord. Because mm-hmm. if he was, where Jesus is invited as Lord, he brings, as ruler, he brings his, his kingdom, righteousness, joy, and peace. And it's measurable. You should see it. So I want to talk about those three things. I, I'm sure I'm just reminded early on in our marriage, I remember realizing quickly that your desire for our inner circle, for our, our married life, wasn't money, wasn't material things. You were happy anywhere we were as long as, as there we were, was. As long as we were together and there was right living. Right. And that's what righteousness is. Rightness. That's and, and joy, which is fun yeah. and happiness yeah. and peace, yeah. which is 
at night when you go to bed, you're not in turmoil. Isn't that what we all hunger for? That's what everyone hungers for. Christian and not Christian, everyone wants peace in their soul. Right. I know as a human being, everyone wants peace. And, And as a married person, I do think that most couples want peace with their spouse. Right. And all I ever wanted was to have a happy union with right. with this man that I loved so much. And I didn't want to live in turmoil right. and in conflict. Right. And I don't care about, I didn't care about money or Most all this don't. other stuff. I just didn't care about it. I wanted to be happy. Most people don't. They hunger for something higher than that. Mm-hmm. So, so the kingdom operating in this inner circle, this brand new inner circle mm-hmm. should be reflected in the presence of righteousness, again, which is just right living, mm-hmm. doing life in a way that glorifies and honors God, mm-hmm. right? And then joy and peace. Those are the three things. And they're there as a work of the Holy Spirit. It says. Right. Yes, but they, we can't do it alone. In their absence, it only reflects that the Lord is not is not in that house. He's now, just not reigning there. He's not hasn't hasn't been invited in. Right. And I think that that's what I always craved was God's presence in my home. So even when people come to my home, I pray, Lord, let them feel your peace here. Let them let these people know that mm-hmm. there there is a way you can live in with God's peace raining down upon you. Amen. And not that we did everything right oh, no. or didn't have conflict, but there was an overriding of peace in right. this home. Now, where we're going with this, and, and we're, we're going to get very detailed and very specific in, in our next episode, but suffice it to say that that inner circle is part of this battle. And the unseen adversary of all that is God and all that is worthy of worship hates it. And the minute a couple becomes married, they become a target, and he mm-hmm. hates the joy, the mm-hmm. peace, and the righteousness of that household. He wants to destroy that. By destroying that, then children grow up not knowing how to live under Jesus's rule. They well, don't. They don't even have the experience. They don't know I, what normal is. I think that their normal is not right. Peace, a peaceful home. Right, and that's what we do want to try to give our children. Of course, we're going to have contention and we're going to have issues with our kids and they're going to be teenagers. And sure. But all in all, we're saying just to live in a spirit of peace, of asking the Holy Spirit to come together and make this home right. unified and peaceful. So in the end, there are enemies to that mm-hmm. righteousness, to that kingdom mm-hmm. operating in our homes. Now, the, the adversaries, we call them the enemies of marriage. They're the same for everybody. Right. Right? Yeah. Because and we're, we we're going to list them for you in the next episode. We live in the same world right. here. So we all have the same challenges challenges right. coming at us. Now, the great thing as a believer, the adversary of God can't overpower. You don't. You belong. You are firmly in the grip of God. Mm-hmm. And so he can't just reach in and destroy a marriage, right? So he... He's an opportunist, yes, ultimately. He is. Yes, he is. Uh, we're reminded, I'm always reminded, when Jesus was tested or tempted in the wilderness, and and he just, by the word of God, slams the door three times on the devil's advance. And 
comes away after 40 days in utter victory. There's a very revealing passage here that says, and so the devil left him, comma, for a more opportune time. He's yes. an opportunist. Yes, he is. He and just, whether, he's... whether he rips a marriage apart in year two or year 12 or year 42, he seems to be able to patiently wait until he finds something that will rob a household of its righteousness, joy, and peace. Yes. And we're going to talk about those enemies. Sometimes it's another person. Sometimes it's an issue like sexual intimacy or money or in-laws or something, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Overcommitment, busyness. And we're going to list these out and talk about them because the chances are every couple that hears this can, if they were listening to it together, they could go, oh, so that's what that is. That's something that an adversary is using to rob us because we can't get over it. We can't seem to get peace over that issue or that person or that thing. And we're going to get you the tools to help you identify that adversary or what that issue is and, and hopefully get you the courage to deal with it. In the end, we, we want to produce husbands and wives that are like little soldiers <laughs> that they're like little warriors together. That, that, that patrol together mm -hmm. the perimeter of their inner circle. Mm -hmm. And when there's something slamming around inside there, robbing them, of joy and peace and righteousness that together they push that thing out and resolve it, move it out. If it's a person, they got to move them out of that inner circle. If it's something else, they got to, they got to move it out. They have to do what they need to do to regain righteousness, joy, and peace in their home. So that's where we're heading. These challenges are common to us all. And it's going to be fun to actually list them out. Right. And hopefully every couple will have a lot to talk about. Well, you'll see in the past what you've had conflict over yep. and where things have been invaded in your inner circle. Yep. And you'll go, whoa, yeah, we, we, yeah, we've gone through that one. Okay, yes. Yep. And, or we're right in the middle of that right now. And yes. then you'll be able to more effectively, with the work of, and the help of the Holy Spirit, you two together be able to get victory over Amen. that. Yeah. Yeah. This inner circle is a precious thing. It is. It is that it's the same as that one flesh mm -hmm. miraculous thing that, that God is building and it's precious and should be protected and guarded in a world that is fighting against it. It has marshaled uh, unseen forces mm -hmm. to rip and tear at it. And he will use ultimately anything afforded to him to drive a wedge between what should be one, right? That he might make it two and separate again. So, and that's ultimately becomes realized in, in divorcement where, where a marriage just cannot survive. And this is what we're working against mm -hmm. and attempting to help people be equipped to not just survive, but thrive mm -hmm. in their inner circle against all the odds in the battle to patrol that thing and keep it clean. So there's righteousness, joy, and peace every day between you and in your home. Yeah? Yep. That sounds great. That's where we're going. Okay. All right. What a fun time we've had with you. Mm -hmm. Tune in next time. God bless you guys. We love being with you. We do. All right. Until then. Bye-bye.